Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lueda Roshke, and I'm so glad that you joined me today. We are talking today about it's time for a course correction. It's time for course correction. Listen, we are God's change agents on this earth. We are God's game changers. Uh, We can do it through prayer, supplication, intercession, petitions, decrees, the word of God. We have great power. Listen, the power of agreement. If any two of you agree on earth is touching anything, it shall be established. There is power in agreement. And so, and I talked about at the beginning of the hour, uh, the beginning of the radio show that uh, Sometimes we need a personal course correction. Mm-hmm. Thank God, God, God course corrects me often, you know, and I ask him to do that. I mm-hmm. ask for wisdom. I ask for direction. I ask for discernment. I ask that he lead God and direct me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I ask, Lord, I pray that I keep in step with, I walk in step and in line with an agreement with the Holy Spirit, in step with the Holy Spirit and his uh, calling and my destiny. Uh, that he has mm-hmm. for me. And so he does that. And so when I get off, he'll say, hey, he'll start nudging me. And he'll, if I don't hear, hear too quickly or maybe he nudges me a little bit more, a little bit more till he gets me back, you know, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it at the beginning of the hour. I don't want to be like Saul before he became Paul, who thought he was so right. He thought he was helping God. He thought he had a word from God. He was out there uh, killing, uh, persecuting the Christians, throwing them in jail because they were. it was something new. God was doing a new thing, and he, he wasn't accepting it. He wasn't believing it. He thought they should still be following all the Jewish customs and circumcision and, and following all the rules and regulations under the law. And what is this grace dispensation thing? What is this? You know. And so he was going to help God out. And listen, do you know how he got a course correction? He got knocked off his horse. I mean, a bright light and a voice, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you kicking against the bricks? Why, why are you in opposition to me? I think sometimes we don't realize that we can be in opposition to God. I don't want to be in me opposition either. to God. Mm-mm. You know, why are you, uh, why are you persecuting me when you're persecuting the church, when you're persecuting another believer, uh, when, when we get crossways with another, we're persecuting God. I mean, that's not what God has for us. We're to walk in agreement, alignment with him and what his word is and his will, his way. And so here's Saul. He's just, he's going along he's doing his duty you know he's very zealous for the wrong cause the wrong purpose and sometimes we can do that sometimes i think we're doing that in our nation in some areas Mm -hmm. and we think we're we think we're right we're thinking we're doing it god's way the right way and the next thing you know we're we're having arguments fights uh, riots and all kinds of things happen but saul had an encounter with god that course corrected and changed his life and thereby He wrote, I think it's what, uh, two-thirds of the New Testament. I mean, we are still reading, preaching, teaching, talking about. Watching it come alive. Yeah, watching (laughs) it come alive. Uh, The examples uh, that he set up in the Word, uh, the example that Paul was and that God used him, how God totally, completely course-corrected his life. And But how much better would it have been... (laughs) If he had heard the slight nudge of the Holy Spirit and responded quickly, how much better is it, you know, whenever we get that little nudge of the Spirit that, oh, that's not, that's not what my word says, that's not, or that's not my direction for your life, and we follow that slight little nudge, 
the still small voice of the spirit of God and we course correct rather than being knocked off the horse, you know. Uh, and so, but thank God for Saul who became Paul. Thank God for his course correction. Amen. 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 Praise God. So at, at the, um, almost forgot what I was talking about, Dawn, at the end of the first, top of the first hour, I was talking about Queen Esther. Yes. <laughs> My little, it takes a minute for my brain to circle back. <laughs> but Queen Esther was a course changer. She was a game changer. She was God, God's secret agent set up by God, for God, for the nation. And thereby, because she stood up, she made known the plan of Haman. Mm. She made it known in a strategic way. She strategically followed the plan of God that Mordecai told her to follow her her uncle and she followed it step by step by step she didn't just run in and blurt out hey Haman's going to kill us all and I'm a Jew and no God gave wisdom mm-hmm. he gave discernment he gave direction he, he gave, gave the favor. grace favor <laughs> the uh, the platform she was already she was given the platform and the stage that she had as the queen even her beauty was from god that caused number one the attraction beauty on the inside beauty on the outside she was set up her favor and all that she had was setting her up in a position for her to make a choice her uncle said Made you know she found out the plan. Mm-hmm. Said, if you don't stand up for your people, God will find somebody else. But don't think that you will not die along with your people right. just because of your position. That you won't be found out. Yeah. You will you, that you won't be found out that you are a Jew mm-hmm. and that you will not be killed. Also, mm-hmm. she had a choice to make because, as you remember. No one could just come into the palace. No one could just come into the throne room of the king unless they were summoned. And unless he stretched out his scepter, she called. Now, listen, listen. She called for a three-day fasting and prayer of her people. She fasted and prayed. They didn't eat or drink. She fasted and prayed. Her handmaidens did. And she told Mordecai to call for all of the, the, the Jews to fast and pray for her because she was going to lay her life on the line. Ooh, that just gives me chills. Mm-hmm. She was going to walk into the court of the king. She was going to walk into and face life or death. In one second, a decision could be made, life or death. And she did not know which way it was going to go, but she was going to do what was right. Mm -hmm. She was going to stand up for her nation. She was going to choose to make known the plan of the enemy, the scheme of the enemy, and come in so that there wouldn't be uh, bloodshed and all of her people destroyed. We all know that she went in. She had favor. The king stretched out his scepter and says, what is your wish? What, is, what do you want? What is your desire? And she, made, she began to share, you know, she, she walked it she out, the process. She invited him to dinner, right? She, she invited <laughs> him to a banquet in yeah, his honor in his and honor. all these different mm-hmm. things. And, and, and Haman and, and all these things. Well, we all know the end of the story. Haman's plot was found out. He was hanged on the gallows. And that uh, the nation of Israel the Jewish people were spared because 
she stood up against the bloodshed. Now, let me bring this back around. I am not trying. I, I, we've been talking about there's going to be an appointment of a new Supreme Court justice who will be in there for decades. I think as the body of Christ, we don't need to look at this from a political party stance, but from a spiritual stance in the word. Mm-hmm. That, and, and again, I, we, we love, we love the women. We, we, lo- we understand there's many people, they turn to abortion because they, they feel there's no way out. They have no other recourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel that there's nothing they can do. They're overwhelmed. They don't know how they're going to make it, how they're going to provide. Fear. fear. They feel it's better to not even bring another child into the earth if they can't provide and for everything going on. And it's all a plot of the enemy to shed blood. And there have been millions of unborn babies that have the blood has been shed. And, uh, you know, it's very clear in the word, thou shalt not kill. Uh, and our word is our standard. But we have an opportunity as the people of God, as the body of Christ, let, let's get out of the... Uh, listen, there are godly people and ungodly people in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and the Libertarian Party. Right. <laughs> God is not a Republican, a Democrat, or a Libertarian. Last, God is God. Yeah, last I checked, nobody was perfect but That's Jesus, right? right? <laughs> now, I, I, my heart, and I believe we are commanded to vote what is vote most closely as people of God. What, re, what is the closest to the Word of God, the principles of God, the laws and the ordinances of God, okay? Mm-hmm. But right now, listen to my heart, okay? Listen to my heart. Right now, our nation is poised. Our president is poised to appoint a Supreme Court justice and then thereby has to be approved that could shape our nation for decades to come with laws and regulations that will affect our nation, our people, and thereby the nations of the world because we, God has set us up as, a, as w- what America does affects everybody. Mm-hmm. And we have the opportunity to pray and ask God for his pick. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Ask God for his pick. Ask God for his appointment. Ask God to put his man or woman on the Supreme Court justice. Pray. And if God leads you fast, do what Esther did. She stood up for what was right. We stand up for those that cannot stand up for themselves uh, the babies that cannot stand for ourselves, and, and these women mm-hmm. that need help. Mm-hmm. They need help. I mean, b- having uh, a baby and being pregnant it, it can be a scary thing under the best circumstances because you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know what it's going to do. Uh, you don't know how God is going to, uh, you know, how, how you're going to provide for. How, are you going to be a good mother, a good father? Or what are you going to do? And so... We, we don't know where it's scary sometimes, but if you are alone or, or you don't have a relationship with God and, and maybe you've been abused or abandoned and you, you don't know how you're going to feed or clothe, take care of, protect this child. Listen, our heart goes out here and we need to pray for these women. 
we need and and, and, and Pray for God to help them. And educate and provide, them that there's other educate ways. Educate them there's other ways. And we just did a there's program a couple of weeks ago about the other ways of the help and um, that, that we have. And you can go back and watch that program uh, that aired two weeks ago, The Moral Outcry, I believe it was called. No, it was called Celebration of Life. Celebration of Life. Mm-hmm. But right now, our nation is in a pivotal place. We're in a place that um, we... We can pray, we can decree, we can declare, and we can stand in the gap for those moms, for those girls, for those young women, for the families. We can stand in the gap for those unborn children and to stop the bloodshed. And we can do that by praying and, and, and asking God to intervene in their lives for there to be a course correction. Let's see this from the, a spiritual aspect because it's spiritual. It's a spiritual thing that has come out and played out on the earth in the natural. It is a spiritual thing. And so we come and we can, in the spirit, change things. And we can come in the spirit and we can release decrees and prayers that changes the course of our nation for the kingdom of God and begin to release the kingdom of God. And uh, let me read to you. We've got all kinds of bells and whistles going off in here in our studio right now. Why don't you go get um, The Supreme Court justices. Here's a prayer that we can pray, and I'm going to pray it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring, listen, pray this with me, okay? For a course correction for our nation, a course correction for our Supreme Court justices, mm-hmm. a course correction for our families, our women. And our children in need. The enemy has come to cut off our seed. The enemy has come to try to attack and take authority over. To to try to kill, steal, and destroy. To rob our children. To bring bondage. To rob our generations after us. to To rob our posterity. Who knows? And how many of the abortions would have been uh, someone that discovered uh, a cure for cancer, a a president? uh, uh, Who knows? Another uh, Martin Luther King Jr., um, another Billy Graham. So the enemy is a spiritual thing that plays out in the physical. And the fight and the battle is in the spirit realm. But we have, God has given us authority in the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and decrees and declaring, and in changing laws. I believe that we can, ha- we can come in and change laws and turn things around. So I'm going to pray, and I want you to agree with me, and we're going to pray and stand in the gap, just as Queen Esther stood in the gap for the Jews. Let's stand in the gap and pray for the Supreme Court justice, who will have weight to sway regarding Roe versus Wade. Okay? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring our Supreme Court justices before you, knowing that they are appointed of man. I pray that you would influence the selection of each new replacement. May they be people who will judge rightly in every matter brought before them. As our Supreme Court makes its decisions, I pray that its decrees would be your decrees. Yes, Lord. I desire that by your hand, godly justice, godly justice, justice would rise up within our justices and that they would make rulings in line with your will. Yes, Lord, so be it. We decree that, Father, that our Supreme Court 
justices in our Supreme Court would make decisions and decrees that would be your decrees, Father. We decree that. Lord, we pray that by your hand, godly justice would rise up within our justices and that they would make rulings in line with your will. Yes, amen, so be it. Lord, we decree that our Supreme Court justices and our Supreme Court would set a standard of justice and balance for the judicial office at large. Yes, Yes, Lord, so be it. Not only on a national level, but for every adjudicator in our nation. So be it, Father, that there be justice for every man, woman, child, regardless of gender or race. Lord, we give you thanks, dear Father, knowing that it is your good pleasure and will to work in every level of government. Father, Proverbs 8, 14 through 16 says, counsel is yours. Wisdom and counsel is yours. Um, Deuteronomy 16, 18 says that we can decree. Make decrees. Second Samuel twenty three three says, "He who rules must be just." Proverbs eleven one talks about dishonest scales. Father, I pray right now there'd be honest scales in our justice system. Father, in our Supreme Court, all the way down to our local courts and justice, they would make godly. We declare in the name of Jesus that our judges. Father would make godly rulings in the yes. in the, uh, local uh, communities and cities and over citizens. Father, that people not will be that they would not be unjustly uh, put in jail or prison, and that th- those Father God that God would cause His righteous decrees. Father, Your justice. What is more? What is right? Lord, the sentences that are right and just and fair, oh yes, God. Father. Lord, that there will begin to once again be fairness in our justice system, in our Supreme Courts, and that they would rule according to wisdom and righteousness and discernment, wise counsel. Father, I pray, Father God, that in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, Lord, over our president right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up our president to you. Lord, we know that our leader's heart is in your hand. We declare that over President Trump. His heart is in your hand. So we ask you to guide the head of our nation in the way you would have him to go. I pray that you would surround our president with wise counsel, men and women of integrity who place your agenda and the good of this nation above their own, whose motives are for that which is right. We decree that in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would give our leader, President Trump, discernment, and all those around and about him, all those making decisions, our Supreme Court justices, that you would give them discernment, understanding, and knowledge so that our nation may know stability internally and abroad. Lord, we give you thanks for our president according to your word. And thank you for working in and through his leadership so that we might lead peaceable lives in godliness and honesty. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray, even as George Washington, our first president, prayed. I pray this over President Trump. That you would, Father, George Washington said, direct my thought, words, and work. Wash away my sins in the immaculate blood of the Lamb and purge my heart by the Holy Spirit. Daily frame me more and more into the likeness of thy son, Jesus Christ. And Father, we decree that. We declare that. We proclaim that over President Trump, that you would direct his thoughts, his words, his work, that you would wash away his sins in the immaculate blood of the Lamb and purge his heart by the Holy Spirit, that daily you would frame President Trump more and more into the likeness of the Son of Christ. Father, your word says, 
says in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, the first thing you want us to do is pray. Pray every way we know how. For, ev- for everyone we know. Pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well. We declare that over our rulers, over our president, all the way down. That uh, for our rulers and our government to rule well. So we can be quietly about our business of living simply in humbly contemplation. This is the way our Savior wants us to live. Thank you, Father God. Lord, you said that you have shown us what is good. And what is it that the Lord require of you? And we speak this over our leaders. And we say, do justly, according to Micah 6, 8. We decree over you, President Trump, and your cabinet, and all the House of Representatives, senators, governors, all the way down to judges at the local level, level, police officers, everyone in authority and rulership. We say this over you. Do justly. Do what is right, what is morally right and fair. Do justly. Love, mercy, kindness. Walk humbly before your God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Serve God and serve his people. Humble yourself, recognizing any and all power and authority comes from him. Any position, any favor comes from him. Every platform Every, all the influence comes from him. So we say in the name of Jesus Christ, do justly what's fair, what's right, what's morally right. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God, for this. Thank you, Father God. And Woodrow Wilson said, the 20th U.S. president said, there are good many problems before the American people today. This is... Woodrow Wilson way back said this. There are a good many problems before the American people today and before me as president. But I expect to find the solution to those problems just in the proportion that I am faithful in the study of the word of God. We pray for President Trump and the leaders uh, in our nation that they would study the word of Mm -hmm. God in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. You know. Uh, in our um, constitution and in our um, independence, our what am I thinking? What am I trying to say? Declaration of Independence. That's it. <laughs> it says we hold these truths self-evident that all men are created equal. That's that should cut out racism right there, and and uh, the the divide between men and women and racism right there. We hold these truths self-evident that all men are created equal. And they are endowed by their creator. This is it. This is in our Declaration of Independence. That we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life. Life for the unborn and life for the born. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We thank God for the freedom that we enjoy in this nation. We thank God for the freedom that we have in Christ. He came to set the captives free. And Father, we just declare your glory over this nation. We declare, Father God, your freedom. Father, we declare in Jesus' name, Father God, uh, that your spirit is loosed and a great awakening in our nation and a course correction, not according to what politicians may say or preach or think, but what the word of God preaches and thinks. We declare a course correction for our nation based on the word of God. The word of God, Father. 
Lord, you said your word will not return void. It will accomplish that which it sent out to do. We, you said you sent forth your word, healed and delivered us from the pit and destruction. We send forth your word into this nation from the White House down and in every home, every house and neighborhood. We send forth your word to heal and deliver us from the pit and destruction. We speak that over the United States of America in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And we call this nation into the kingdom, the manifestation of the power and the glory in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. And we claim everything. That's a good word, Don. And we claim everything that's in the destiny for the United States of America. At Everything that was in the heart of God for the nation of the United States uh, to be um, to be brought into existence. We speak that now. We call it forth in Jesus' mighty, powerful name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today and watching today. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.